Amajana Trimanandasya, Janajana Salakaya, Chakshuan Militanyin at his my Sri Guru Venamha, Vajkapatubias Cha, Kripas in the Vivacha, Petitanam Babanivyo, Vaishnavijan Monamaha. So good evening, everyone. So, steadiness in devotional practice. Uh, very wonderful. plane to get to, consciousness uh, is now becoming ripe for tasting uh, spiritual life, if we can get to this steady platform. So in this fourth cloud bank of Madhurya Kadambani Vishwanath, Trekavarti Thakur, he talks about steadiness. And he relates the steadiness in this fourth cloud bank back to the hub around which all our Siddhanta revolves, Srimad Bhagavatam, specifically the second chapter of the first canto. And those verses related to uh, the progressive practice of devotional service that Rupa's encapsulated in the verses beginning with Adao Shraddha. He comes up to the 16th and 17th verse, uh, showing that those represent the stages of unsteady devotional practice, anista, bhajana kriya, uh, the practice, the the stage of anartha nivriti, specifically saying that that the Lord personally, he's entering into the heart. So this is not is not that manifestation that is in the heart of every living entity, but it's that manifestation of the Lord which is specifically um, the result of association with Krishna's pure devotees. Of course, the Lord is situated in the heart of every living entity, but that manifestation of the Lord who's fulfilling everyone's desires, every jivatma's desire since time immemorial is distinct from this manifestation which is specifically related to devotion, to bhakti. And we mentioned last class that this this coming into the heart by the Lord is done at the request of the sadhu. And this is the process of initiation that the Lord actually uh, enters into the heart of the sadhika and does the work of cleansing the heart. So this is the verse that uh, is relayed from Srimad Bhagavatam. Srinvata Swa Katha Krishna. First there is this Krishna Katha, Bhajana Kriya. And uh, we engage in this process under the direction of the pure devotee. And the pure devotee Similarly, as we hear uh, that the Lord uh, is invited into the, a material form so that we can offer him some service. So similarly, the Lord is invited into the heart of the sincere sadhika who has come in contact with the sadhu and is serious about his practice. Serious enough to submit himself to the sadhu uh, through the process of initiation. Uh, so this initiation is, 
is not something to be taken lightly. It is a integral part of spiritual practice in our lineage uh, and in all the, the Vaishnav lineages. They actually accept the bona fide spiritual master and they advance under his direction. And the Lord, he's entering the heart, and as we hear more of him through the process, he is cleansing the heart. Uh, so he mentions that in the verse <clears throat> quoted from the Bhagavatam. Mm. Shrinvatam Swakatha Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hridyantastyohyad Bhadrani Vidudnoti Surit Satam Krishna, who, who purifies by the process of hearing and chanting, who is the benefactor of the devotee, devotees who hear about him, enters the heart of the devotees and destroys their sins. So Who's doing the work here? We're doing the hearing and chanting, but Krishna is destroying the sins. The Anarthas are being dealt with by his potency. And we saw, mentioned last class how um, Bhaktivinoda Vakthakur, in looking at the devastation of the demons during Krishna's Lord Krishna's manifest pastimes his Prakat Leela when he comes to the material plane Bhaktivinoda saw in Krishna's dealing with these demons a correlation between the demons and specific Anarthas and he pointed this out in uh Sri Shaitanya Sikhsamrita, is that correct? Uh, he points out that this demon, and we touched the first demon. What's the first demon? Well, you've got to pick a good guru. So Bhutana represents the bad guru, a guru that doesn't have any standing in spirituality. Just as Bhutana had no standing as a Vaishnava, as a devotee, to render any service. She came into the assembly of Krishna's associates posing as a devotee. So he saw in this Leela, he saw the correlation. Ah, there are certain people that come forth and present themselves as spiritualists, as gurus, and they truly have no qualification. And then the, the cart of misconceptions the next demon Krishna dealt with, he dispatched. And Bhaktivinoda said, yes, these misconceptions, this is the first thing to go. Who's God? Who am I? What is my involvement on the material plane? What is spirit? What is matter? All these things. We have so many misconceptions. These things have to be kicked out so that we can, we can have fertile soil in our consciousness for planting the proper conceptions of what is our position. What is the position of ourselves? 
Tato Brahma Jignasha. Now let me inquire about myself. But I have to give up those misconceptions about myself, that I am this or that, in relationship to the material energy. So these verses Vishwanath deals with at the beginning of the fourth cloud bank and shows, really, I didn't, the progression of my book here, in the second and the third cloud bank, the second dealt with an explanation of what is unsteady devotion. Then the third cloud bank, I dealt with anartha nivritti, clearing misconceptions, clearing the anarthas. So you may have said, well, you talked about anista, and then you immediately go to anarthas. Where's nista? Nista and anista, vajna kriya. He said, no, I, my, the progression of my book is according to the progression as presented in the Bhagavatam, which is the foundation upon which Rupa Goswami composed his verses showing the chronological advancement of the sadhaka through the stages of advancing devotional practice. So, Srinvataswakta Krishna, Punya Shravanakirtana. So then, Krishna is entering the heart and dealing with the Anarthas. We come to the next verse. Nasta priyeshu abhiyeshu nicham bhagavata sevaya bhagavajutama sloke bhaktir bhavati naistiki. As the impediments to bhakti become generally destroyed by constant service to the devotees and Bhagavatam, two Bhagavatams are mentioned in the verse, the stage of Nista bhakti to Bhagavan who is praised by the great sa- greatest sages, becomes established. So now we're talking about Nista. Now he goes on, after explaining this correlation, of talking of five major obstacles which represent the last snares of ignorance and passion that are dissipated and the recognizable dis, dissipating dissipating of these manifestations of passion and ignorance are an indication that we are coming to the stage of steady practice. So the five items. First item is lie down. Let me lie down. I just don't want to chant today. Tired. So sleep. Sleep interferes. Vixapa. Vixapa being what? Anyone remember from last class? Bad habit? That habit of talking about the wrong things. Prajalpa. Before, after, during Bhajana Kriya, we're trying to fix our mind on Krishna, but we still are in this habit of talking about worldly affairs. What's going on in the world? Because, well, we've been in the world since time immemorial, so we're kind of plugged in. It's kind of hard to unplug 
for material life. So who's getting married? Who's getting divorced? Who's having a kid? You know, what's happening in the stock market? What's the next movie coming out? Maybe I could go here or go there, do this or do that, enjoy in some way. So we, we like to talk it up. Now we have technology and it does, when now we have this unlimited possibilities are being presented before us. We can go to one website or another or another. We can go to one website. We can go, be, go to the Facebook website and see all kinds of a variety of Prajalpa. Now, luckily, depending on the friends you keep, Sadhu Sangha or Asat Sangha, depending on who are your friends, that's where your discourse is going to be. So even you can take advantage of Facebook, just pick the right friends. And you'll find out quickly who posts those things which really aren't nourishing spiritual understanding. You know, they're, kind, they're, they're devotees, they're practicing devotees, but still, you know, it's more about GMOs and more about, you know, uh, you know this health craze that's going around or you know, my children and the school I'm putting my children in and all these can be related, but more and more as one enters more deeply into his bhajan, some of those things are not going to be attractive. So those people, you know, the unfollow. I unfollow this one now. I have one old old god sister of mine from New Vrindavan great book distributor so we became friends on Facebook and all of a sudden every time I logged in it was 50 posts from her but they were just simply the things she took out of the news which were were they're nice but it's so overwhelmed everything that I saw it's like I had to unf- unfollow her so we have to unplug so this stage if we don't fall asleep, you know, because we still want to dream away in the lap of Maya, we still have some attraction there. So maybe we can't chant, maybe our bhajan isn't things, we're tired, we become tired, unregulated, and, and we fall asleep. That's Laya, the second one, Viksepa. We still have attraction for material, material discourse. So... Now, it's interesting, Vishwanath considers these major obstacles, passion and ignorance. So, the next one, Apratapati, which is? Apratapati. Sometimes hot, sometimes cold. No, that's a different area. We're now to the stage of Nista. We're dealing with the very end of Rajas and Thomas. So this, Apratapati, is sometimes we're just not enthusiastic. We're not following asleep. We're not listening to Prajalpa, but just not really enthusiastic today. It's a struggle. Still coming back, a little bit of a struggle. So sometimes it's it's hard to get up. It's sometimes it's hard to pay attention in class, in our rounds, when we're worshiping the deity, when we're cooking, the mind is elsewhere, or I'm just not enthused. 
just mm. the taste is not there. And then sometimes the taste is there. So then we come to the next item. Kasaya. This is when the old habits creep back. They come back again. Lust, anger, greed. We were gone here for three or four weeks, a month, everything's gone good. And then all of a sudden, somebody stepped on my ego. And damn it, I didn't like it. And If you just get out of my way, I could do my service. So these old habits come back. So we have to deal with that. It's, it's an indication that we're just not steady yet. When we get steadiness, it won't disturb us when our ego's crushed because we realize it's not worth anything to begin with. This material standing I had. I don't care what you say about me. Whatever you say doesn't even touch how horrible I am. That's the way the devotee's thinking. We look to Krishnadas Kaviraj. People shouldn't even say my name. You know, it's kind of like the stage of humility where, you know, I'm really, I'm really not worth anybody's time of day. So you've, you've taken some time of day to point out a flaw of mine and your devotee will thank you. But instead, these old things come back. So this is the next item, the fourth item. Sometimes these these old these old hang-ups come back: lust, anger, greed. Um, what happened here? Okay. Pride, pridefulness, is mentioned. The last one is not only the mental problems that I have, they come back, they, they, they interfere with my bhajan, they interfere with my attentiveness, but I want to enjoy again. The, the desire to have sense gratification is the last item. So the, the stage of, of, uh, of Rajas is, is, is this kind of an influence. To still, to still become absorbed in a desire to enjoy the senses. And it interferes. It, it interferes with our attentiveness, our steadiness in devotional practice. So these five items, Vishwanath points out, are major obstacles and indicators to the fact that we've not yet come to the platform of Nista. Now you would say, well, uh, maybe I can just tough it out. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just plow my way through being tired. See how that goes for you. Let me know. You know, I'll just plow, plow my way through. You know, 
uh, the fact that I still become angry once in a while. I'll just plow my way through the fact that today I'm lusty as anything. So, we have to understand this devotional practice is a cleansing. Chaito Darpana Marginam. These things are indicators that we haven't attained the stage of Nista. But Nista is coming. These things are going to dissipate. Why? Why are they going to dissipate? Because Krishna is doing the cleansing. So what's our job? What do, what, is, what do we have to do in this program? If Krishna is doing the cleansing, what do we have to do? We have to keep Krishna where he, where he should be. How do we do that? We simply follow the program. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaram Padasevanam We continue in the process of devotional practice. Under the direction of the spiritual master, we stay in good association when the going even gets rough. Not that one day it's rough and I'll do my service and the next day the enthusiasm isn't there and I'm just going to go crawl under the covers and stay in my room. That's not going to work. You know, we just have to stick with it. We have to keep chanting our rounds. We have to keep in the association. We have to keep hearing. We have to try to firm up our schedule of these regulated devotional practice as much as we can. The heart is going to become cleansed. Krishna knows our sincerity of purpose. Even if it's a little bit, he knows there's a little bit. There was a little bit that got your foot in the door and you're here and you're practicing and you accepted a guru and the gurus asked me to purify you. So just stick. There's something I heard. I used to go through very rough periods in my devotional practice. I wouldn't say I'm out of it woods yet, that's for sure. But, but a friend of mine said, when he saw that I wasn't doing much of anything, he said, you know, Bhakti Siddhanta said there's one thing you should do with your beads. What was it? You shouldn't... Uh... Shake them. Hmm? No, no. Let them fast. Yes. You should, ne- you should never let your beads fast. You should always, always chant a little bit. You should always keep that practice up. In other words, he saw I wasn't chanting. Right, well, he actually saw I wasn't chanting at all. <laughs> and he said, you should hear Bhakti Siddhanta. He said, you always need to do this. If you're not doing anything else, if in your, even if you're in the height of my, at least chant. Don't lose that connection with Krishna. So I took that to heart. That was a good thing. So I chant when I watch TV. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, I've heard other devotees did that too. Another god brother, he says, yeah, I know I went through a period, but I didn't quit chanting. That's the key. That's the key. We keep following the process. We stay in the association. Even if we can't do any of the program, let me at least do something for the devotees. Even if it's some little thing. Maybe it's on the outside, just sending my... Somehow or other, I keep my connection. If I do that, Krishna's going to continue his program 
of cleansing the heart. When we become completely, completely, uh, you know, removed, then Krishna's like, you know, he's going to have to shake things up a little bit. Be that as it may. So these things are going to fall away. These last stages, these of 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 passion and ignorance, are mentioned in the very next verse of the Bhagavatam. So the sequence is there and it's kept. We'll go to Vishwanas. Tada Rajas Tamo Bhava Kama Loba Dayas Chaye. This is the nineteenth verse. So and he first quoted the what seventeenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. Chita etar anavidam stitam satve prasiditi. The mind becomes unaffected. Now we're talking about. We're steady. The mind becomes unaffected by lust, greed, anger, hatred, and illusion, which arise from Rajas and Thomas. Then the mind becomes fixed in the form of the Lord at the stage of Asakti and becomes satisfied. So, again, this, this nice sequence from the Bhagavatam that Rupa's drawn from and and systematically presented it is there step by step from the very beginning of Sutta Goswami's instructions. <clears throat> Naistiki Bhakti to Bhagavan, who is praised by the great sages, becomes established as an irrevocable fact. So steadiness, nista, these five items are going to fall away. And then we know steadiness is there. So what are the characteristics? Well, the characteristics, it's not that these are completely gone. They're not completely, there's still some Rajas and Thomas, but what is, what is the characteristic of somebody at steadiness? They're still a their, their bhajan is no longer affected by these things. There's still some trace of them practically destroyed. Well, that means there's some little bit le- left. That little bit left continues all the way up, depending on what? Exactly what we learned in the last shower, the third shower, regarding the retirement of anarthas, the four types of anarthas, coming from piety, coming from impiety, coming from offenses to the holy name, the practice of bhakti, and coming from the practice of bhakti itself. The bhakti anarthas are what? Are those things where we're riding on the the glory of bhakti itself. That's retired very quickly at the stage of of uh, Ruchi and Asakti. Absolutely. But Anarthas, Anarthas continue all the way. The offenses 
are only retired absolutely when we're in the association of the Lord. So that's why it's so extremely important that we, we are very careful, uh, especially when it comes to the, the most horrid of all those, Anarthas, and that is offenses to the devotees. Because that can really set us back and it can still interfere with our practice through the stages of taste, of acquaintance with the Lord, through spiritual emotion, and up to praying. So, dangerous. Vishwanath does go on. Uh, one thing that uh, comes out, I don't know Sanskrit enough to know, but uh, in the in the verse, uh, in his commentary, uh, so Arthur Darsini, commentary of Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, on the verses in reference in the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, he mentions the following as translated before the appearance of Nista how can the heart of the Sadika pierced by the sharp arrows of lust and greed be satisfied and attain divine love in other words when there's still the piercing coming from lust and greed these these this uh these impediments, these these last items of of that represent that are that are representative of, of the stages uh, and the interference from the mode of ignorance and passion. Uh, how can he also fully fully relish the taste of chanting and hearing? And he gives an analogy. And it's very interesting. Imagine you're trying to enjoy a nice meal. Is it possible to enjoy a nice meal when you're, be, you're being pierced by arrows? <laughs> no. So, it's a very interesting thing. How can we really get enjoy our devotional practice, our bhajan, in steadiness when we're still being pierced by these arrows of lust, anger, greed, madness, illusion, envy, all these things are still coming, it's hard for us to become steady yet. Vishwanath goes on, and we're going to finish here this evening. Uh, this fourth cloud bank of Nista, he explains a couple other things in relationship to it. That Nista Bhakti when we're at Nista, it's uh, two types. Saksat Bhakti Vartini, directly related to the practices of pure devotional service. Those practices of pure devotional service are conducted with what? With the body, with our voice, and with our mind. So, 
What are those? Hearing, chanting, remembering, all the direct things we do in our devotional practice. So, steady devotion is characterized by engaging in the practice uh, very, well, steadily. (laughs) So, the direct practices, saksat, bhakti, vartini, are those direct items of devotion and things related directly to them. Another aspect of that nista bhakti, that practice of steady devotion, is tadanukula vastu vartini, related to the elements favorable to bhakti. What would those be? Humility, cleanliness, um, uh, conditions of our of our of our mind and of our practice, which are favorable: forgiveness, gratefulness, uh, senses of having the proper mental approach to the practice. So, those items, the direct items, are the practice itself. And the indirect items, the other aspect of Nista is a favorable mental attitude during that practice. Krishna touches on this in the Bhagavad Gita, doesn't he? That we need to have the right attitude. That if you if you're making an offering, but it's it's done, I forget the words. What's the words he uses? Uh, mm. It's it's done with the proper intent. That if we're we're making an offering, but it, but our intent we we're, we're it, externally. We're going through all the right state steps, but we really we don't. It's 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 not here. It's just external. That we still, you know, there's still we're still holding back. We're still we're not completely devoted. Um, I should know Bhagavad Gita verses a lot better, but but basically, the point being that. That's a requirement. So that's why these two aspects are being put forward when we look at nista, at steady practice. Is one is the the actual service itself that we perform with our body, with our <laughs> mind, and with our words, and that we're doing it with the right attitude. He mentions specifically some things um, in regards to first saksad bhakti visayini, those practices with the body, mind, and words. Uh, first of all, he mentions that some sages, some saints, they say that these things become visible first with the body second with the words, and third with the mind. But then he says, that's not really, 
we don't need to accept that explanation. And he says, the reason we don't is a person's disposition may be different. Not everyone has the same disposition. So although they say these items of practice are first observed with the body, because the body's used in the service of the spiritual master, and then the words, and then the mind follows behind. So generally that's the, the, the natural sequence, that if we can get our mind doing the practice, then we start, we start doing, the, doing the work, doing the practice of devotion under the direction of the spiritual master, and then we start to speak properly, we start to, our words become more about the devotional practice, and then the mind follows. But he said some people have a disposition where the mind becomes more involved in the service first. So they can they can have the right, you know, they can be doing service in their mind, but the body is, is not there yet. So he says that's, he, he points out the fact that that is not, although that's normally the case, it's not always the case. There's exceptions. So, appearance of Nista is bodily vocal and mental, but this sequence is not applicable to all devotees. The second type of Nista, Tad Anukula Vastu Vas Visayini, refers to the qualities favorable to bhakti, such as not desiring respect, respectfulness, friendliness, mercifulness, forgiveness, gratefulness, patience, and so on. Um, all these characteristics of our mental attitude towards the service, the second aspect. And then he talks about the exception. Well, yeah, but there are some devotees that still, they're actually at Nista. But uh, these qualities may not be manifest in them yet. So you can't always judge because some, some devotees can come in and all <laughs> these qualities are there. They look, they, they appear to be humble, you know, they're respectful. All these things are there in their character. That doesn't necessarily mean they're steady. They could just have those characteristics. But, so you can't use, use them as absolute determiners, is all he's pointing out here. They're not absolute. But when you do see them generally, you can, see, you can say that the devotee is steady, generally. But once in a while, he also points out that, uh, how does he put it? The attributes are also seen in self-controlled devotees who are not yet stable in devotion. So you can see them in people that aren't steady. Um, again, even if nista, steadiness, has already arisen, if the devotee is very arrogant, 
These attributes are not found in him. He's steady, but he still has some bad, what we would say, well, he's still not, you know, he's not really humble, you know, but he could be. So what what Vishwanath says here, he ends it up, he says, the real determiner of steadiness is what? It is the fact that he is fixed. He's fixed and there's no interference with his bhajana kriya. That's the real determiner. How's he say it? Hence, though the exposition of attributes that are mentioned to be favorable to bhakti nista cannot be surely defined as symptoms, the power or weakness in the bhajan of hearing and chanting are the cause of certifying nista and anista bhajan. The power or weakness of our chanting and hearing. So these are the characteristics of steady, steady practice. That's the end of the fourth shower. I don't really get that because you were saying that the real determiner is that he's fixed, and then you said something about hearing and chanting. Yeah, same thing. He's fixed in his bhajan. So he's fixed in his hearing and chanting. Yes. In other words, what? There, although, again, there's still some, there may be even be some residue influence of, of passion and ignorance. Still, it doesn't interfere. It's not getting in the way of steady practice. So the steady practice is the real determining factor. And the symptoms of the steady practice are these five major obstacles do not impede that practice. Sleeping doesn't stop. The chanting is so attentive that it's not a question of, of sleeping unless you're unbalanced in your schedule because you're enthused. You don't, you're not at a stage ever in your practice now at Nista, when somebody's at Nista, there's not, the, there's not those days where there's not enthusiasm to chant and to read and to serve. That's the, those are the symptoms of practice, of the Nista Bhajana Kriya, the devotee at that stage. So the sleeping is not interfering. Prajalpa is not interfering. I'm not going to, you know, nobody's going to distract me. I'm doing my japa now, and I don't care if, you know, Susie ran off with Sam. It doesn't really matter to me right now. I just want to chant, hear, read. And somebody may, as I said, interfere with my mental equilibrium or pride may come again oh I'm such this or or lust, anger, greed so many things may, I'm, it's not going to interfere 
It doesn't get in the way. It may still raise its its ugly head, but it no longer has an, an influence that interferes with the service. And material, you know, uh, the, the desires of the senses do not interfere. It doesn't mean there may not be desires of the senses that creep in, but they don't interfere with that hearing, chanting, remembering. The core of Bhajana Kriya is, is now in place at the stage of Nista. It's fixed. Then, then we get to this, to the real juicy stuff. Ruchi starts to taste good. We really have a taste. We really start developing some. Well, this is the way Vishwanath puts it. Translation in English: the gold coin of bhakti, illuminated by the fire of devotional practices. By its splendor gives rise to ruchi in the heart of a devotee. Ruchi means a special taste in every devotional part. Such as chanting, hearing, and so on. In this stage, a sadhaka never feels the slightest fatigue even by repeated hearing and chanting. Ruchi quickly causes the devotee devotees intense absorption in chanting and hearing so now there's a real there's a real taste for it we really have a taste for practicing all, all of it it all is attractive to us uh, so that's the fourth shower is uh, uh, very uh, quick explanation of Ruchi, explanation of Asakti. Asakti is the same thing, but it's spontaneous. There's no no effort on the part of a Sadika then. It's spontaneous. It's not like, you know, Ruchi is, I'd like to do it all. And Asakti is, I can't not do any of it. So we'll go through that fifth shower next time. Ruchi, probably get into a sakti. As I said, we're coming here to the end of this section. The majority of what Vishwanath has given us in Madhurya Kadambani deals with getting to the stages of, of relishable devotional practice. How to how to safely navigate these beginning stages is the main thrust of Madhurya Kadambani. But he puts the whole thing in a, in a package here, relating that package to Rupa's verses of progressive practice, which are what? Formulated around Srimad Bhagavatam. This is what? This is the hub around which everything's coming. If we look at all the Goswami's writings, if you look at ev- all these, all these are just, they've taken the Bhagavatam 
and they've they've made it systematic in the way that we can we can have that presentation. As I said, that was something that uh, Guru Maharaj pointed out to me. This is what many see as Sri Chaitanya's primary contribution to, to Vaishnavism, to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's Gaudiya because it's systematic. Systematic means what? That there's no, it's available to everyone from the lowest to the highest. They can come in the door and they can begin a practice. Even the even those that are outside of the system, it's no longer there's no no bars. There's no doors. Devotional practice, pure devotional practice for all of humanity, not just for the upper crust. Not just for the Brahminical class. For everyone, you don't need to take birth again as a Brahmin. Lord Chaitanya's movement is, I'll make you a Brahmin. Society may not accept you as such. You may still not get in the door of certain temples, but it doesn't matter. If that's not possible for you, then Krishna will come to your house. <laughs> I'll stop there. Any questions? Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.